Hey, you're listening to Linda E and you are locked in to the Us People podcast with Savia Rocks. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Us People podcast. I'm your host, Savvy Rocks, and today I'm humbled to have Linda E, who is a presenter, event host, a podcaster like myself, voice and a voiceover actress. Linda E, thank you so much for coming on the Us People podcast. She's cracking up already. <laughs> Listen, yeah. <laughs> That, that, that was a nice, that was a nice intro, by the way. And it honestly is my pleasure to be here today, man. <laughs> oh, bless you. Um, so I'm gonna roll into the questions. My yeah. first, my first question for everyone is always about your background and where you came from. And I think that's so important to let the listeners know where you came from, so they have an understanding of your background and how you managed to become the beautiful person that you've become today. So if I could kindly ask you, what was your upbringing like? Where was you born? What was your family life like? And how did that influence you to be the person who you are today? Oh, I love that question. So I am what I would class as exotic. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if it's quite the way 50 Cent means it, but (laughs) I'm exotic. Yeah. as long as he's not um, trying to call you a pineapple, it's fine. Listen, listen, yeah. So I was actually born in Nigeria. I was born in Nigeria and I came here maybe when I was one. So born, yeah, born in Nige, but raised in London. Um, and, you know, luckily, beautifully, I was raised by two parents, two fully Nigerian parents, mum and dad. Um, I have three siblings. So I'm the eldest and I yeah yeah it's weird because growing up people sometimes thought I was the only child because people seem to think I have this kind of um princess uh, (laughs) element to my personality (laughs) it's either one or the other you're either very you know like outgoing or you're very quiet and people always people always think those people are like um how can I say the only child because people think I'm the only child because I'm very reserved I could be really reserved yeah. oh really mine's yeah. the opposite see there you go yeah no no I honestly I think it's because that's the thing because I'm the eldest I've always had the sense of responsibility yeah but at the same time my parents were very good at making me feel as though I was important but so making good, me though. feel you but you know that and this and I think that's where that almost kind of princess sports element came from from the fact that my parents made me feel like I was valid if I needed attention I you know I was entitled to their attention I was entitled to their attention entitled to their love so I think it gave me that kind of princess-esque element of my personality so I thank them for that um but you know <laughs> sometimes we have to sit and kind of dissect who we it's are true, yeah. and how, how we become who we are you know um so that was you know pretty much my upbringing you know you know four siblings you know two boys two girls everyone has a friend but i'm the leader so i would be responsible for the games that we play which would normally center around recreating music videos um you know i was listen i listen some of the things i put my siblings through yeah i'm surprised they still speak to me today um but you know <laughs> i swear honestly the stories are too much right but like i've, I've always been a performer 
I, I've been singing for, I, I sang for as long as I knew, you know, I was always performing um, at home and music was always in the home, whether it was through my dad's vinyls or through my mum playing church music or, you know, when I haggled for us to get Sky and we started watching MTV. I haggled, swear, I haggled you know, you haggled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you think I was joking? I was like, I went to school, saw my friends had Sky. I came home, I was like, no, we have to have Sky in it. So I had to make sure we had Sky Digital and, you know, had access to music. So listen, any song that dropped, I would know what song it was, you know? So there was always that kind of element of expression yes. in the household. I was very, very able able and free to express myself. And that's really helped nurture the the person that I am now. Yeah. So I, I have, to, have, to, have to attribute it to my... You know, upbringing and my my family, well, parents definitely. <laughs> so tell me about your journey, because that's another Ooh. important thing: is your journey through life to where you are now. How well, would you express that to me? You know, I say it's a very, it's a journey that I am very very grateful for. Um, it may not have been the easiest, but I think that's the beauty. Everyone's journey is different. And what I might see as a, a difficult inconvenience journey, someone else might be like, wow, that was easy as pie for her, you know? Whereas someone else might think, oh my God, that was so, so hard. So for me, I can just be grateful. All I am is grateful for my journey. Like I said, I've been very expressive from a very young age and I started off singing. So I would you know, perform in secondary school. Um, I was performing through college. I was performing in university and my parents although they're Nigerian you know at first it was you know go go and be a lawyer because my dad was a barrister <laughs> so it was, you know, go, go and be a lawyer go and be a doctor but because I have that headstrong quality I showed them that look no being doing something within entertainment is my passion yes you know so when I think when when parents see a child that have that has such a focused passion yeah they jump on board of believing in that yeah, too. I agree. You with know? You. Yeah, that's so true. It, it, it was, it's always been that. And I remember when I was eight, actually, be, at the age of eight, I was a presenter on something called the CITV Kids Awards, which is on ITV. Yeah. Mm. And my, you know, it was through my school and I was the only person in my year picked to, to be one of the presenters. Yeah. You know, my, 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 my teacher saw that I had a flair for the theatrics. Oh yeah. yeah. And, oh, you know it. Um, and you know, did that whole recording and then got to watch it with my family. But you know what I mean? Like, at the age of eight, watching national TV with my family and seeing myself, it was like, it was like what I needed. I was like, yep, that's it for me. So my, my journey has been interesting. I, I did singing for a long time. You know, I opened up for P-Square when it came to Troxy years ago. I was working with a management team. I was supposed to open up for Omarion, you know, from B2K. I was supposed to open up for him when he came. That didn't happen. That kind of went flat. Then I was working with some next guy. Listen, that's, that's what it is, you know. I was working with um, some next guys trying to send stuff to Sony. That went flat. Then... But you know, you roll with the punches, isn't it? Then next thing I knew, you know, next thing I knew, I was in a uh, vocal street dance group called Vo uh, Mystical VSD, who had just come off of Britain's Got Talent, and their main singer, who is a singer still to this day called Lola Ray, she left, and they needed someone to replace her, and the leader of that dance group 
had auditioned to be one of my backup dancers for the Omarion performance. And we just kept a relationship and he was like, would I come and take over and be the singer? And so I, I sang and danced with them. We did, you know, uni tours. And one of our shows we did was in Catford Theatre and Idris Elba was in the audience. So, you know, I got a little group picture of Idris. I'm like, hi. Um, <laughs> you know, everything gasses you in Yeah, right? of course. Listen, so then somehow I went from dance into more of the acting side of things. So I was lucky enough to perform at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I performed in New York. I performed in the Young Vic, Battersea Arts Centre. And then next thing I know, all of that kind of stopped. And then friends of mine from church advertised that they were starting an online radio station and me being me you know I was like I can do that so I sent through a in-depth an in-depth proposal to my friend as in show name show structure I would talk for 30 seconds here the next song will be three minutes he was like Linda take the show <laughs> <laughs> keep it it's yours. <laughs> it's yours it's yours I don't want no drama okay take it take it <laughs> And and that was when I took my proper first leap into radio presenting. And it's just literally gone from there, you know, worked with that station for a while, built up some more contacts, interviewed some cool people, moved on to another station, then moved on to another station and, you know, and just continually expanding the brand, but also learning at the same time, you know, being very hands-on in in what I do and listening to other people who may be uh, in positions that I want to be in. And I think the one thing I've learned from this journey of mine is that it's far from over. I'm so excited I to agree. see where it's going, you know, and I'm still learning. Like, I'm still humbled. Like, I, I, for me, I haven't even scratched the surface of my journey yet. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting times. If, if that answers your question. No, it definitely does. <laughs> no, it definitely, enthusiastically as well. It definitely does. So here's <laughs> another one for you. Because I know you do so many things, Linda E. Yeah. Mm. How do you manage your time as an individual? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what? It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's true. I think for me, I don't want to say I'm cutthroat with my time, but you have to be efficient to the point where you have to slice off bits of fat that, that aren't serving sense. any purpose. I'm like that. Do you know? What? I'm very you much know? like that. I have to be efficient. If I'm not efficient, I don't do it. I don't do it. So, you know, I have a boyfriend as well. And, you know, I, I make sure that I, ha I give enough time to, for my relationship and to him, but I make sure I give enough time to the relationship with my career. So for me, I... I was going to say, there's one question I always have to ask people when they're in a relationship and they're doing their passion. And that is, how Go is on. your partner Go on. towards you when you're doing your passion? Because oh. it consumes so much time. It does. She, she's and, not in her head. That was, that, that was like an angel flying incredible. past. I love that. That was like an angel <laughs> flying past when she said, mm-hmm. But you know what? Like he, I, I, honestly, he's he's so he's so supportive. Um, it's so the thing that I love about our, our our story is that he met me through what I do. So he just happened to one day be listening to the radio station that I was on, and we 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 figured out the timeline. Yeah, I swear, listen, the story is mad. So um, it, it turns out that so I started on Pulse eighty eight around March twenty sixteen doing a show. Prior to that, I had been doing just the news updates, which come in every half an hour. 
But March 2016 is when I started having um, hosting my show. That was on a Sunday afternoon. And it just so happened that one Sunday afternoon, he was locked in and this radio presenter decides to give out her Instagram account and he decides to follow that presenter. I swear to you, and that was it. So he's been, he's honestly, he, I, 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 not even in a um, lame way, but he is my biggest fan, you know, like, he is like there's been times where i'm half this is another thing like there's been times where i might be with him so for example <clears throat> i was supposed to do an interview with big nasty <clears throat> excuse me in i think it was 2017 or 2018 and i was at radio but i was going to go and see him but the big nasty interview was it was it was up in the air it was yes is it no is it yes is it no so i'm in my head i'm starting to get kind of tired so i'm like i'm just gonna come and see you he's like no stay get your interview and then come and see me Ay-ay-ay. and i'm like boom you know but that's that's, that's what that's i mean support, that level of support. so that's with support. me i'm gonna say that again that's support that's that's good support that is support exactly and for me I, I, it just it made me realize that he does understand what i'm aiming for and when it comes to timing i think we just have to be meticulous with it you know that i, I don't think i for me ugh, there's still more that I wish I could do in a day, but I am very aware that you cannot pour from an empty cup. So in all that I'm doing, you know, I am very good at keeping a diary. My diary is my best friend. And I've gone from keeping a diary on my phone to actually a manual, like an actual physical diary, because it's so helpful that if I speak to someone, the first thing I do is say, wait, let me get my diary and just get into that habit of then looking in a diary and mentally seeing what I have, what I have to do, where I have free time. I just find it so much better and so much more constructive than writing in my phone because that phone it, it, it's, it's used for too many things you know so I would say in terms of timing I'm just very meticulous you know I I, I try not I'm the kind of person where so I do I cover a lot of events and whatnot and I'm the kind of person where I'll do two or three events in a night <laughs> but you know yeah, if something starts, let's say there's like a launch party from six till ten, I'll go from like six till seven or six or seven thirty. Then I'll go to this album release party from like eight thirty. So I'm, I'm that kind of person. I try to cram a lot in, but it's because I know my limits, so I know what I can do and what I can't do. And when it gets too much, you just have to say no. So I think just being meticulous with my time, knowing the end goal, having someone who supports me doing it, and knowing my my limits. It just allows me to function in the way that I need to function. I love that. That's really cool. So then tell me, after you've done all that and, and you've worn your body out, how do you switch off? Oh, that is easy. I love, I love watching programs and movies and listening to music. Like I zone out so easily. Like I, till this day, yeah, put on a song that I like. Hey, I'm doing a music video. Whether or not someone's there or it's just me and I'm not even up, I might be lying in my bed doing a music video. Don't ever get twisted. I have so many music videos and musical concepts that I'm ready. Hi, Williams, come and employ me because I'm ready to give you guys a run for your money. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. me. Oh. All day, every day. I swear. So there's that. I also love watching things. I love because I'm not a big reader. I don't I don't really actually. It's weird. And when I was in uni, I studied English and performing arts. And I've always had a love for, for the English language because I think you have to be a great communicator to do what we do. But I yeah, don't enjoy reading books. There's, right. Yeah. There is one book that I'm reading. It was gifted to me by a friend and it's amazing. She wrote it and it's a very... 
um, inspiring kind of motivational book. It's called, I might actually have it here. Hold on. Sorry. It's My Daily Wow, So Words of Wisdom by an amazing lady called Mary Godwin. This is the only book that I read in a physical form. Other than that, I have Audible. So I will go now and listen to Audible. Um, I have the Bible app, which is the other, you know, the other thing. But other than that, I don't read physical books. So it might be Audible. I do I do a daily wow every single day. Or if I can, maybe um some of the it's not called it's not the scriptures in the Bible. You have like almost mini courses yeah. that you can do. So a devotional. So I might do a devotional. Um, but I am a huge Marvel and DC fanatic. Oh, Oh, I mean big. I mean, I watch the DC animated movies okay, to this day. Okay, who's your favourite? Come on, bring it oh. to me. <sighs> it's, that's a difficult question to ask. No, no, I have to get into it because me and my partner are having a battle between um, Superman and Batman right now. And <laughs> See that battle? That battle's a hard one. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what? Okay, go on, go on, break it down. Go on. I feel like... In recent in recent times, if we're, if we're going just by the DC animated comics and their movies, then Batman has to take it. They've spent a lot of time, thank you, they've spent a lot of time building and expanding his universe and the various stories. They have done something similar with Superman, but it's, I just feel like you know Batman on such a different level. He's a dad now. We've seen, you know, how he's been with his son Damien. And just, it, so I will, for now, I'd say Batman. Thank you. In, 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 like, yeah, I'd say Batman for now, just because of how they kind of <laughs> run with his storyline. <laughs> <laughs> everyone love everyone loves Superman, but I, I I'm not the biggest fan of Superman. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe I like the darkness oh. in, in Batman. I think you like the darkness in Batman because what I love about Superman is his light. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, that's fair yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. And I I love light because I'm I feel like I'm full of light. I love passing on the positive energy towards other people and making them yeah. shine. But when I look at Batman, I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like the I want to get one of his capes. <laughs> put on some soca and put on one of his capes <laughs> boy that batman yeah he uh, do you know what if you deep it though i almost feel sorry for him why because because he is still struggling with darkness he does what he does out of darkness yes he does benefit people and yes he helps save lives save lives but he does it out of a dark place whereas yeah, superman true. is almost all that is good potentially with humanity and obviously he's struggling with being a human and and dealing with you know what it, what it means to be human whilst having these unbelievable powers but everything about him is good um but i'd still say right now batman is my i prefer batman because of what they've done with the animated features but in terms of the actors hey the one that played um superman recently yeah <laughs> he's my fave uh, i can't remember his name right now but he is Oh, he's all right. <laughs> don't, don't let the boyfriend hear you say that. <laughs> That's why I paused. <laughs> As I started saying, I was like, Bay does not need to hear this part. Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> oh, man. I'm crying already. <laughs> We're not even halfway through. So that is true. Okay. I'm going to, after we come back from that, so I'm going to go into another subject, which I like to talk about, and that is diversity. There has been so much going on in the world. And how do you feel about diversity and what we can do as humans to make diversity a better place? 
the thing about diversity is right now we are at a disadvantage as black people and that's the, that's just the truth especially when it comes to mainstream media when it comes to opportunities in large corporations when it comes to the division of wealth um we are at a disadvantage as black people currently but i am hopeful that we are going to be able to bridge those gaps and we're going to be able to knock certain barriers down and take up space the reason why i say i'm hopeful is because i've seen improvements i feel like every day just in my immediate circle and maybe just the people that i follow and interact with on things like instagram every day i'm seeing someone starting a business yeah, or someone that. going into e-commerce or starting a podcast or a youtube channel or writing a book or buying a house so i see that there is movement i think with the issue of diversity which undoubtedly stems from racism we with problems like that it's just not it isn't just one person's fault we can't just point to one particular individual and say it is their fault that we're not treated fairly because there's no clear person to blame um i feel as though what we can do as individuals is focus on ourselves and our immediate world our immediate surroundings our immediate circles and try and make that as healthy as we can you know and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to you know start a business but maybe it might be having conversations with your friends who may not be black it might be people who are of a different race who want to better understand the plight of black people and what it is to feel you know unrepresented or if you are a person who wants to you know achieve a goal then it's putting your head to that end goal and working to it without no one stopping you because to be honest when i think of me and my career i'm not even watching face about diversity all i know is that if there isn't a door i will make one and if for some reason i can't make a door i'll make a window and if i can't make a window i'll make a letterbox do you understand so when you are fully focused nothing can stop you and that's not to say that there are that, that there aren't structures in place which have hindered people in the past and which unfortunately still do hinder people but for now i can focus on me and myself and what i'm trying to do and what i'm trying to push and hopefully my immediate circle and the world around me will follow suit so i think as individuals we need to educate ourselves um but before you even educate yourself, I feel like we need to have a conversation with ourselves and just really find out who we are and how certain traumas may have affected us. Whether we wish to speak about it with other people, that's that's a different step. But if you can, if I can speak to Linda E and be like, Linda E, go through, you know, some of the memories you have of growing up. You're good, you're bad. See how they have formulated who you are as a person. Because with better understanding of myself, I will know how I will react in certain situations, you know? And I will know where I need to improve myself, whether it be improving my levels of communication, whether it be improving my um, patience, whether it be improving my circle itself, you know? I feel like if we can do a personal SWOT analysis and then move from there and then you know 
look at our immediate circles, who we are spending time with, who we're giving energy to, who we are learning from, where it is we see ourselves, where we want to go and continue that change outwards. I think that's the best we can do as, as, as individuals right now. I do appreciate all the movements that I'm seeing with regards to things like Black Lives Matter and diversity and inclusion being such a huge talking point right now. And I'm honestly hopeful that it will benefit a lot of people, myself included, um, but I do feel like once you master yourself, you can take on anything. I like that. <laughs> How do you feel that you've developed within this? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even before I finish the question. Listen, when it comes to develop, I can, I can just see in myself, right? Okay, so there's parts of me that I hope will never change. There are parts of me that I, I wish I could kind of bring back, um, but I, I don't. I never regret anything. I'm a person that always says I don't like regrets. Um, I feel like I have developed in the sense that I have better control over my emotions. I was someone before where something happened, kissing all the teeth. I'm, I'm quick to, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a Scorpio. I'm fiery blooded, oh, you know? Oh. Yeah, that sting is always like ready. <laughs> Jesus. I saw it. That thing is always ready. My, my my boyfriend used to say that I was Linda E ever ready because I'm ready for any. And before you beef me, I'm beefing you first, you know? Like, but that is, I swear, that, that was me. It was, it was like a self-defense mechanism, you know, attack oh, before you're attacked, you oh, know? Wow. But I've definitely developed in the sense where I don't focus my energy on that anymore. You know, I, I've, 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 I've really looked at myself and really don't get twisted. The, the fire will always be there because I think the fire is what adds to one of my um, positive qualities. But the way the fire reacts without me having control yeah. is what was something negative that had I had to develop and learn to change. You know, and even in terms of friendships. Because I've always been a person who knows lots of people, you know, I've always been, hey, that's my friend, that's my friend, everyone's my friend. You know, someone invite me, someone, yeah, I'll be there, and I'll always be there. I had to really look and see which one of these friends weren't benefiting me, you know, and it, I had to cut them. And it wasn't even in a case where I hate them or, you know, I wish them bad. It's just that they no longer need to access my energy because they weren't benefiting, they weren't adding to me. And, you know, I actually, I actually learned something not too long ago i think it was a month or six weeks ago i was speaking to one of my good close friends during lockdown and i told her some of my plans not in too much depth but for example plans to leave the current station that i was working with and she was like oh why and at that moment i realized that even people who are close to you and have you know good intentions for you don't see your vision you know, so I didn't cut her off. That's still my girl, but it just honed in. I can't be at her. That's not how this works. Your vision is yours. It's it's it's, it's personal to you. So I had to learn that. You know, I'm just really act accordingly, and also humility. I've always been a confident person. And I think confidence is beautiful. You know, I remember when I was in in secondary school, people would always say, oh, she thinks she's too nice. You know, I'd love, you know, I'd love posing for a picture. I'd, I've always been that person. And I remembered when we hit uni, some of the girls that used to claim that, oh, I thought I was too nice. Well, now I'm doing the same things with their pictures, you know, now posing for the camera and, and, you know, being so confident on social media. But for me, I realized that, you know what, my confidence still needs to come with humility 
you know, I still need to not be afraid to learn and, you know, not be afraid. Sorry, I'm about to um, make sure there's not anything crazy happening. But, you know, it, the confidence needs to come with a humility. It's true. The, the, the confidence needs to come with humility. It can't just be ego driven because the ego whew, will have you thinking you know things when you don't know things. Whereas if you have that confidence and the humility and hunger to learn, boy, sky's the limit, yeah, you true. know? And you you you, you kind of foster better relationships with people as well because you're not kind of digging at them because you're so great, you know? Yes, you're, you're secure in who you are, but you don't kind of put other people off. And with this world, I think relationships are so integral because people love to say oh it's only business but it's not you're not dealing with a computer you're dealing with a human being you know so for example let's say that okay this podcast now you were really really horrible really really mean to me and in a year's time i may i don't know own spotify and you come and want to sell me something but you know yeah true i understand what you're saying you know, and you might have a deal on the table for me that would be financially beneficial to me. But I'm like, well, wait, when we did that podcast last year, she weren't nice. Maybe let's not do this deal or let me set terms that won't be as favorable to her because you're dealing with a human being. So I think, you know, that's that's something else that I've also had to um, develop, you know, just remembering to stay humble and to make sure I treat people nicely. Like it doesn't cost me anything, you know, that's true. being kind that's true. and being pleasant is free. And that will take you places where even talent can't take you. So, that's definitely <laughs> and a long story short, that's no, my I development. Love it. I love it. Now, here's one for you, Linda E. If okay. you could change one thing in the world, what would you change and why would you change it? Mm, that is such a hard question. <sighs> I feel like if I could change one thing in the world, Oh, can I say two things? People always say two things on that question. I know. <laughs> Do you know why? I <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it is a hard question. It's a hard question. Okay. I think the main thing I will change is the colonization of Africa. I like that. Because I feel like there was definitely a trauma caused when people were ripped from the motherland. And that's not to say that people can't naturally move and, you know, migrate other places. But during colonialism, entire names were lost. You know, surnames, families, lineages were lost. And that trauma, I think, unfortunately, has been passed down generationally and things like the division of wealth yeah the 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 structures in africa most definitely that you know how how black people are treated around the world all of that it is seeded in, in that moment so if there was one thing i would change it was that it would be lovely to see an africa or whatever it might be called where we you know africans are seen as equals and superpowers in this in this world and not a developing country you know and i feel like and i'm not gonna say oh you know um youth violence and and knife crime and gun violence is all tied to colonialism because it might not directly be 
but you know prison systems um children growing up without fathers the the war on drugs you know all the scramble just to have enough money to eat it's it's all of them they're so interlinked so i think if i could change one thing it will be that one meeting that was had that decided yes we're gonna go and divide up this this continent and its people and i think i'd love to see a world where that didn't happen so i think that's the one thing i'd change I see that was one. See, you didn't even say two. You did say one in the end. That was really good. I think that was powerful. Thanks. No, most definitely. My next question for you is: What inspires you to stay in the industry that you're in? Do you know what? I love it. That's good I enough. love. I love it. I. I honestly. I. Sometimes I sit and think. Right. Okay. If I wasn't in this industry, what else would I be doing? And when I was younger, I did have a, um, I did enjoy watching athletics. I love track and field. I love gymnastics, which is probably why I, I was able to do the splits. I just watched them and just try and emulate <laughs> one thing. You know, just being better. No offense, but it still didn't give me what entertainment gave me. Yeah. And I think that's because I, I honestly think that when God made me, He it literally poured. <laughs> he, he, he overdosed me with love for entertainment and just for that whole industry media and arts because i think for me the thing i love so much about it is the effects you have on people that is true it's yeah. like i can sit here and be having a not so great day and i might fling on a song that will just take my mind off whatever it is or i might watch a show that i'll just dive into a different world you know or i might see a piece of of movement that moves me and it's just that interaction and that connection yes. that's what the industry has it's, it's it's unreal nothing else nothing else is like that nothing compares to it because even with sports sports is a competitive kind of thing you know so although it's passion and it's drive and it can make you feel good it's still a competition whereas the fundamentals of performing you're not competing with anyone you're just expressing yourself if you're sad you're expressing sadness if you're happy you're expressing happiness and you're almost giving yourself for the benefit of other people yes you know there's money involved you know all like the money is very that's that's the thing that i also like my eyes and ears are open to the money hey it's not lie but it's just that you're you're kind of <laughs> sorry <laughs> but let's not come out here and talk, let me tell you mother Teresa, isn't it because you know, that's not what it is the money you know there's money in that industry shall we not lie but it's it's, it's the fact that you just you affect people and you and you yeah, stay connected and, yeah. you know like i can even think there there were plays i've seen that to this day i will remember you know there are songs I hear that evoke certain emotions. There are there are presenters that I might hear or see and be like, yeah, that person, that person was good, man. They're really animated, you know, that like they stay with you. So it's in my blood. I, I don't know how to not love it. Like even when things aren't going right and when I've had um what's the what's the word, you know, certain opportunities disappear yeah. and you know, I feel like I'm putting in work, but I'm not getting any fruits of my labor. I still love it. Like, it, I can't, this is me. I think the E is for entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did see on your website, I think you put E for, is it E for everything? Yeah, for yes. Yeah, on the website, Linda E's got E for everything. So you tell her she's got it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen, you want it? I got it. Dripping like water. I don't know what song that is, but I know I'm going to find a lame for singing it. <laughs> oh, man. What traps do you feel that people... Okay, for anyone who's coming into the industry and are new and are fresh, yeah. what common traps do you feel that these individuals get themselves into and what advice would you give them to stop them from getting into that trap before they get into it okay number one i'd say it's the competitive trap mm-hmm. you come in and either you see people that are doing it that are in a place you want to be and you feel like you're having to compete with people who are on your current level to get there or you feel as though you're having to compete with people who are um on a bigger platform or more known than you um, I feel like that is a trap that people come into and feel like it's a race. It isn't a race. Don't let the powers that be make yeah. you feel like there's not enough space here yeah. for everyone because there is. If you just think about it on a very basic scale, I do not know everyone there is in South London. I do not know everyone that there is in London, let alone England, let alone the UK. Let, you know what I mean? So there are countless people on this earth meaning there's enough space for us all in this earth there are constant opportunities yes the finding of opportunities can be difficult um and not even difficult i'd say you have to just maneuver that wisely in order to be have access to certain opportunities people just simply need to know who you are you know you need to make connections and make that network work for you you know don't just know a lot of people and then you know, when people are talking about using a presenter for a show, they don't mention you because they just see you as this person who just comes to events. You know, it's about really utilizing that network, but it's not a competition. Like the amount of, of, of projects and opportunities. And yes, with COVID, things are a little bit different. The world is shaken up. The world is trying to figure out what it looks like. The industry is trying to figure out what it looks like. But even in saying that, there are still a lot of opportunities out there. So don't let people make you think that it's a competition. Okay, no one is your competition. What I would say is hone your skills. Hone your skills. You know, like, listen to people that you like. Listen to people that you don't like make a note of what it is that you like and what you don't like and implement that into what you do, you know? Talk to people who... I know we're all trying to get to the next level, but it's so so important to be able to network in a horizontal and not just always trying to network vertically, you know? Because the people are on the same level as you, they're also pushing. So there could be collaboration, Um, opportunities it might be a case where you guys just help each other in terms of you know staying focused or you know um maybe checking in with each other every now and again you know just to make sure that you're still on the same road because when you go to this next level you don't want to be surrounded by people you don't know you want to be surrounded by people that you do know you know so i definitely say the first trap is thinking it's a competition and the advice i'd say is hone your skills you know constantly work on your craft and be ready that is one thing that i'm trying to get better at I'm, I'm ready to a degree but there's a degree that i don't think i'm ready um but that's just more of a personal thing i feel like if you put a camera in front of me right now i'll pre- present to the cows come home like if you want i swear that if you if, if you said linda actually i don't want to talk no more can you do the rest of this i'll do it you know i know you Bring would yeah like, definitely <laughs> like, i feel like we should one day do a show together that would be hilarious I swear <laughs> but you know and, and that's what i mean stay ready like for me 
I, there's still things that I want to learn. There's still technical bits that I want to learn. But I am ready with the sense that if someone, let's say I speak to, I don't know, someone from MTV and they're like, okay, let's see some of your work. Do you have a show reel? Yes, I do. Do you have an audio reel? Yes, I do. So little things like that are things I've only learned in the last few years, you know, because I always used to think that show reels were for actors. And then I was like, oh, wait, as a presenter, when I'm doing these little bits and pieces, collect it. Listen, any presenters listening, get footage. Honestly, I know it might be annoying. I know it might even not be cheap. Worst case scenario, just get a good phone. Do you know what I mean? If you can't afford to buy one of these Canons or whatever cameras they are, invest when you get your next upgrade get a good iphone i currently have an iphone 11 the listen they do 4k and hd video on that iphone you know what i mean if you're going somewhere hey maybe just drag drag a friend along and just say look take footage you know film me because that's one thing i've learned if your friend isn't isn't willing to film you or take pictures of you dump that friend because they're not here to help you build your brand they just want to be there to reap the rewards afterwards but a brand is built in this day and age by content so anyone who's not who you know rolls their eyes or huffs when it's when you ask for a picture ditch them you don't need them try and figure out how to self-shoot <laughs> but um you know i would say yeah content like be able to have footage keep a collection of what you're doing audio visuals you know they say a picture tells a hundred words or a thousand words well a video tells ten thousand you know so just keep collecting it and just always stay ready you know if if it's a case where, for example, one thing that I say to oh, I say to artists and I say to anyone who is in, you know, entertainment media, make your social media accounts all line up. Yeah? yeah. Just a basic like that. If you go onto Instagram, you type I'm Linda E, you'll find me. If you go to Twitter and type I'm Linda E, you'll find me. Like I made both my names the same. Whereas sometimes an artist will tell me something and they, they'll tell me their name is Clock. But when I go when I go to find them on Twitter, their name is Young Buck. I'm like, no, 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 make it make sense. I'm telling you so many times or it will be a weird variation of I underscore one, two, three dot underscore clock. Not make it make sense. Just those little things are to do with branding and it just makes things have, you know, correlate and makes it easy to for people to find you. Yeah, no, you know? so those, those little, those little things are definitely advice I'd give, like take a look at it because if someone does want to, you know, um, let's say a casting director or an agent, their main social media source is Twitter. You, you want to have a Twitter, you know? I don't use pr- pr- Twitter very often. Like, I'm not like a, a constant tweetist, but I will repost a lot of stuff, especially if it's, I, I say it. So if I put something on Insta, it will go out to Same. my Twitter automatically. Yeah. So there, there, there's little ways around it, you know? Like, it's, it's definitely about honing really honing in on what you do and building that brand and making sure that brand can be found um everywhere and that's what i'd say anyone coming in right now but even on top of all of that enjoy it man yeah i like that i like that you put that on top it's like the icing on the cake it is it is because the last thing you want like for me even when i do radio i just enjoy it like i enjoy Talking about whatever celebrity gossip I've just seen that day or the day before. I enjoy, it's true, I enjoy hyping up tracks. You know, I'm enjoying, you know what I mean? So, like, you have to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, then you're going to feel the strain, especially 
when you know things don't always go your way i haven't met a single person on this earth where everything has gone their way and there will be days where things because they're out of your control but if you're not enjoying it oh those days are gonna hurt i don't i don't want to imagine that kind of pain i can't imagine it because i enjoy what i do so i think that's what i'd say how do you stay original as an as a person who is in entertainment which I think is so important for people to understand because everybody's trying to copy everyone. But I want to know how you stay original as an individual when you're delivering your content. Do you know what? I just I just deliver it as me. I like that, that see? That's, honestly, it's always been me, even down to my name. And obviously, don't get to listen, people can have whatever name, whatever aliases they want. That, that, that doesn't define you and your brand. But for me, I just realised that I didn't want to be called anything but my first name. My name is Linda. My surname begins with E. Therefore, I'm Linda E, you know. So bearing that in mind, everything I do is as me. Everything you see is me. If I'm if I'm hyping a song, that's Linda. It's, it's me telling you how I genuinely feel about that song. If I'm telling you that an artist has a track and I don't think I'm going to play it, that's because I don't think I'm going to play it. If I have gone to an event and I've enjoyed it, I will tell you. If I haven't, I will tell you. I... I think people want human beings like any, everyone who consumes any form of content wants to feel like they are connecting with a human being. They don't want to feel as though they're connecting with Batman and underneath the mask, I don't know who, who was there. Do you understand? So for me, everything I mean, is true. It's true. That's, that's how people, because entertainment is consumed by human beings. It's consumed by real people. So they want to have a feel for who you are. You know, yes, you might want to draw a line but with regards to how much, you know, personal stuff you share on, on your yeah. um, platforms. Um, you, but but that's, that's a personal choice, you know. Some people share more. Like for me, I, I don't really post pictures of my boyfriend. Anyone who knows me and pretty much follows me will pretty much know he exists because yeah. I do bear reference to him a lot. But if you go through my page, you won't see him. So same. you'll probably see the, you know, hashtag date night. Yeah, same. <laughs> tag because he took that picture that you're seeing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know so he's referenced. But oh, I just don't man. choose to post him. I mean, you know what I mean? Hashtag, ba- hashtag vacation. That was the one I was proud to post. Hashtag vacation. Bro. but you know it's that, that's that's a personal choice like it's not as though people can't relate to me because they don't know if i date or what my stance is people you know anything i deliver even when i talk about relationships when i talk about um men and women or whatnot i talk about it as myself and i think that's the only way you stay original is by continuing to be yourself yes def- you know definitely um you know take inspiration because it's almost as though nothing is new. Everything has been recycled anyway, you know. And yeah, inspiration is a good thing. Like it's nice to keep on trends and stay relevant. But I think in everything you do, do it as yourself. Like do it as though you be talking to your friends. So whenever I do, like I have a little section on my Instagram page called Am I the Only One? And I'm actually going to post one after this uh, like recording. Cool. You know, um, it's, it's where I just pick a topic and I'll just give a little like minute or two minutes about what I think about that topic. Yeah. And that's me. Those are my real views. You know, I'm not here to offend anyone, but I will, whatever I say in that section, I'm saying it as Linda. I'm not saying it for likes. I'm not saying it to even have an unpopular opinion. I'm just saying it the same way I would say it to my friend. And, you know, so that everything I do, I just do it as myself. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, it does make sense because you have an opinion. We all have an opinion. Not everyone's going to like your opinion, but you're entitled to have an opinion exactly exactly yeah so yes i'd say 
If you could choose one quote and only one, what quote would you choose to represent you as a person? Hmm. I'm going to try and think on my feet, right? Okay. I think, all right, the quote I'd say, because the only one I can think of right now, because now other quotes are coming to my head, which is annoying. Because I'm, I'm normally that person that will be giving you ten quotes. Every, everything, every, every, every speech has a quote. But the one quote that keeps coming to my head right now is, "Give me one firm spot in which to stand, and I will change the world." Mm. And yeah, the reason why I, I, I kind of relate it to myself is that that's what I'm aiming to do. Even if it's not the entire globe of, of you know that we're on, I'm definitely trying to change my world. So once I have that platform to stand in, that's all I need. I don't need you to give me the ideas. I don't need you to give me a round of applause. I just need there to be something that is stable for me to step on. Just give me, give me, let me get one toe on that stable piece, and I will do the rest. So I think that that's the quote that I'd say. I think a lot me. more people need that one-toe opportunity. Yeah. I might have yeah, to write literally. about that one-toe opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's what I need, you know, just that one-toe. One toe. Give me get that toenail. I'll do the rest. She forgot the toenail. <laughs> she wants the toenail. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. I looked at my toe. Like, I'm not wearing these shoes because my toe is out right now. So I put my looks at my toe when I said it. I was like, oh, that nail. That toe nail's a bit sad. I don't know. These are coats. All right. So we know you love music, so I'm going to get into music, okay? Yeah. I know you have um, interviewed an exceptional amount of people, which we both love doing, and, and it shows. Yeah. You know, it's a beautiful thing. What one interview stands out to you because of who they were and what they bring to the interview? Oh, oh my days. Okay. I would say Kano. Serious? Yeah, ma'am. He is a legend in the UK music scene period um he's someone i've been a fan of for for years i remember i think it was in 2016 i was at a beats by dre after party for the brit awards yeah and he performed and i was i pushed myself to the front row and i was spitting um garage skank one of his tracks to him to the point where he he acknowledged me he was like whoa you know the lyrics so two years later I get to sit down with this legend, the person whose songs I recite. Yeah. They are now more than aware of who I am. They are here to have a conversation with me. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I didn't know what he'd be like in terms of ego because of, you know, levels of success and, you know. He seems really chilled out. He seems like a quite a relaxed guy. So relaxed and he laughed with me. And that's the thing. I feel like I, in my interviews, even regardless of who I'm speaking to, I'll always, I'll always speak on a level, but I'll always bring humour. So for when I did my intro to him and he laughed and he did a genuine laugh, I was like, hold on, Kano's laughing at my jokes. <laughs> 
Like, Kano, the one from the Mercedes Benz advert, is laughing at my jokes. Kano in Top Boy, the guy who's had this long career and has stayed relevant, is laughing at my jokes. Yes, Linda E. You know, and after we did the interview, you know, he, he the person who arranged it, gave some really good feedback saying that it was, you know, his favourite one of the day. I think it was like a press day, so we had a few other ones. And he said it was his favourite one. I just thought, this is so... If I didn't think I was good, because I do, I, I think I'm good at what I do, but it was just an extra reassurance that someone you see as a legend <laughs> enjoyed you doing your job. Like, yeah. thinks you're good at your job. I was like, yo, that's sick. I know how that feels. <laughs> I definitely know how that feels. It, it's such a, a, a beautiful, resonating feeling inside. Yeah. When someone yeah. likes what you do and you don't expect it. I was like, I was like, rah, like, because, you know, obviously the thing about interviewing, I, I know everyone thinks they can do it, but not everyone can. No. And to be honest, even the best interview interviewers may not necessarily click with everyone, you know, and that's someone who is a like who's exceptional at what they do, but you're still dealing with a human being and they might not get whatever type of humour you're trying to bring. That's true. Or they might not quite get the tone of which you've asked that question, you know. So those things are inevitable. But to know that, you know, I did a good job with that one and the person I did it with, they liked it too. It's like, yeah, man, I did that. <laughs> have, you, have you ever had any bad interviews? You don't have to name the name because we don't want to name no names. No. Nah. Yeah? But have you ever you had a bad one? I've had ones I haven't enjoyed. Oh. And there's only one that springs to mind. I'm not going to say who he is because he's quite a big Afrobeats artist. Yeah. Um, but I remember walking away from my interview remembering why people say you know you should never interview your idols oh wow and yeah and it wasn't that he was horrible it wasn't that he was mean it was more that he kind of seemed disinterested oh. and for me yeah, and I was I was still quite new in you know the whole presenting thing I think I was maybe like two years into it or so maybe no 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 a bit more than that maybe three so I wasn't a newbie but you know still I think at that point he was my biggest to date and he's a kind of name where if I didn't, like, if I do him again, he's still, he's still he's bigger than he was then even. But I just remembered, you know, but once again, I think that's a learning curve for me because not everyone you speak to will be interested. And that could be for a plethora of reasons. He may have had a really, really long day. You know, he may have, he may have just squeezed this in um, because of a favour for a favour for a favour. You know, I have no idea what he's going through, but it's my job to make sure that I go into that interview and get what I need from it. So, you know, if someone's giving me flat, they can be as flat as they want to be. I will give energy for the both of us, you know? And I haven't watched back that whole interview for a while, but when I did watch it back, I, I could see where, how I let kind of his flatness or his, or his, I don't know if it was flatness or him just being, you know, some, some guys, they want to be laid back and cool. But whatever it was, I could see with some of the questions I asked and some of my reactions that I had let it affect my personality. Whereas if that happened today, yeah, that would not be the case. Was, oh is it, Linda E, is it more of an energy thing? Because I'm very big on energy and my connection with people. You know, like yeah. me and you are really chilled out right now and we're talking and we're just being our authentic selves and we're really cool. Yep. Yeah, which is beautiful. But do you feel sometimes that when you are interviewing a person that their energy is powerful, but not in the right way? 
To a degree, yeah. And I would I would say, like, I'm trying to cast my mind on all the interviews. I can't remember all the interviews I've done. But the interviews in the last, I don't know, two years, I would say there's no one that I would, I can say, oh, their, in- their energy was off. And I think maybe that's once again because I've learned to deal with that. I've learned to have a block. So no one's energy affects me. But I always think of that one interview with that artist. And I'd say of all the interviews I've done, that's probably the one I've enjoyed the least. But I think it's because... I needed to learn that just because someone's energy is off or someone's mood is off, that shouldn't concern me. It should still be this Linda E that's talking to them. So even when the video comes out, it looks like I was doing too much. It will show like it was them and not me. Exactly. And I think that, you know what I mean? I think there's a learning curve and I'm able to block my energy. And to be honest, I'm honest with you, like I, everyone I've interviewed, like even... I interviewed this amazing artist called Hood Celebrity and her track is a walking trophy, you know, a bad track, right? And she's got quite a laid back vibe. And when I was speaking to her, I was like, oh, did you catch her wine at Carnival? She was like a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah, broke off your back. She started laughing. So even though she was kind of cool, like when I, when I fed my energy, she was like, your energy is dope. And that's why it's so important to be able to have control over yourself, control over your energy. So that if someone's energy is low, not only do you not take that lowness in to yourself do you know what you give them high energy yes you I uplift agree. them you know so and yeah that, that's what i'd so that's that's the only reason why i'd say that that interview but i learned from it you know <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> if you were stuck on a desert island right, yeah what one album would you take with you to listen to <sighs> can it be a compilation album aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make the album myself? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <sighs> Do you know what? Only because I was listening to this album the other day. Yeah. It's a Beyonce album. Ooh. It would either be, hold on. I gotta see if I can find it. Because it would either be Sasha Fierce. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's the other album that she has? I think it would be Sasha Fierce or I Am. But it was I Am. I Am Sasha Fierce. Hold on. I should be able to build the album. Let me just see. Smashing into you, Skeleton. Yeah, I think... I think it'd be I Am Sasha Fierce. Only because it has, like, songs that I can belt out, songs that I can act all, you know, sad and scared of lonely. Um, and just songs that I can play around. <laughs> she's acting, with. Really she's I acting and I'm deeper as well. So, yeah, I think it'd be... Or if it wasn't that one, it'd... Mm. Mm. It might be Ja Rule. <laughs> uh, I swear, I, I love rap. I love a bit of rap in it. So I think if it wasn't Beyonce, it'd probably be Jaro, which is like, uh, <laughs> I think it's Pain is Love. Oh, I yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 And it has Murder Reigns. It has Put It On Me. It has all them songs. So I think it'd either be Beyonce and I think it's I Am Sasha Fierce, um, whatever it's called, I Am, or, or Jaro. Ah, yeah. cool. Right, I'm going to add that to my Ask People podcast guest album list okay cool so if you had an unlimited amount of money mm-hmm. so linda e you got money till the cows come home yeah what yeah. would you change in the music or entertainment industry to make it better easy i'd start my own platform aye, aye, aye. what kind of platform easy. what kind of platform? I'd, start, I'd start a tv network that's my eventual aim okay. when i leave this earth i want to leave owning a tv network like oprah 
So I would start my own TV network. I would I would spread it out into a radio um, station yeah. and hopefully have, you know, abilities of podcasting too and give people opportunities. That's what I would do. Like Obviously that. not every Tom, Dick and Harry because some people don't work hard, some people don't have the work ethic. Yes. But I would, I would, you know, if people are serious about, you know, content and, and doing certain things, I'd be like, boom, come through because it wouldn't be about money. It wouldn't be about making a profit. It would now be about creating and yeah. having and nurturing, you know, other people. And, and that's how connections get made. That's how partnerships with other big brands will yeah, come on true. board. Yeah. So that, that's what I would do. And that's, that's what my, my eventual aim is. And maybe turn it into a streaming platform too, you know? you got a good vision. Thanks. I like that. No, that's a good vision. Define what success means to you because everybody has a different definition of what success means to them. But define what success means to you as an individual. I think success to me is definitely achieving goals that I've set. So, you know, there are certain things that I've said I want to achieve by the end of this year. If I don't achieve them, it doesn't necessarily mean that I've not been successful but I will look to see how, how close I've come and what steps I've taken. So I think actually success to me is progress, you know? I think that's really, really what it is. If I, if I deep it, because there are certain things that I've been able to achieve since lockdown, which you can't put your finger on. I can't say, oh, I now have, you know, 10,000 followers on Instagram. I'm still on 6K, but I've seen progress in my, it's true, but I've seen progress in my actions. I've seen progress in my focus. I've seen progress in my connections. Doing this podcast with you right now, I see that as progress. You know, I see progress in the in the content I'm creating. I see progress in the, the projects I'm being part of. So I think for me, success is definitely progress. And let's not forget the financial element too. The reason why I bring it back to finances, and it's not because I'm a gold digger, <laughs> but it's because money allows you to have the freedom. Yes. And it, does. it allows you to enjoy and have life experiences, you know? So that is another element, but I, I, I'm trying not to focus on that part too much. I'm, so, I'm Because I think it's inevitable, you know? The, you, you focus, you will progress, you're going to make that money. Money is to be made. So I'm, I'm not focusing my idea of success on that, even though I keep in the back of my mind, because you don't ever want to be a pos- in a position where you are the most talented person with all this amazing experience and you're still doing it for free. To me, that's that's not progress. That's stagnancy, you know, and that's not that's definitely stagnancy. So you do have to evaluate certain financial levels or goals um but i would say overall success to me is progress it's being able to look back last year and see wow okay i was i don't know i don't know i knew that person or i don't know i'll be having a conversation with that person this year oh that person is actually friends with this big wig at such and such okay six degrees of separation i'm a bit closer oh someone's mentioned my name to such and oh that's a bit of pro- do you know what i mean so i think for me success is progress i like that that makes total sense to me. I think a lot more people need to understand what success is because we all, like I said, we all have a different definition of what success is. And I've I've laid this question to so many people. Yeah. And the one most best thing is every single person has not said money. Yeah. They've either said happiness. Yeah. They've said progress. Yeah. They've said determination. They said yeah. something like life changing, like fighting cancer. 
wow or, or something else that they've had to deal with in their life and to me uh, that's amazing to me because these people are opening up just like you have today you've opened up to me and you've told me some things that you've gone through your life experiences and you've educated people yeah and that's success within itself yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know as when you asked it my initial like, as i was saying it to you i was actually going through it in my head i was like no what i really mean is this progress yeah. so but that but i think even that being said success it's still progress i guess but i think that whole idea of understanding yourself once you can figure out yourself <sighs> 90% of that battle was won. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I feel like, I don't know, some people don't, I don't know if they're too scared to, they're afraid of what they're going to find. A lot, a lot of people are still in denial of looking in the denial. mirror and finding out who they really are because the mirror never lies. Mm-hmm. The mirror shows you who you really are and your actions show you what you really are. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. having those two out in the open will terrify people when Absolutely. they see it. So it's it's Absolutely. life is a constant learning battle, but a beautiful yeah. one if you are open minded to it. And I always say yeah. that. And I think it's sometimes it takes other people. Everyone stepped into sense at yeah. a different stage in their life, you know. And it's not to say that people are stupid or nonsensical, but there's just a level of sense that you just step into when you're ready and i think the thing we all have to remember is even when we look at ourselves and we see these these characteristics that are hideous you know or are really scary we don't want to destroy ourselves we are all about self-preservation so if you work with yourself you will heal you know the basis of being a human being when you hear about things like survival of the fittest and whatnot, it's all about preservation. You, we want to exist. We want to live, you know. So when you open up to yourself and you face those darknesses, remember that the core of what you are wants to survive. You know, you don't want to destroy yourself. So almost have that as a comfort that you just need to look, look hard and you will overcome it. Like, yeah. you know, you might have to seek professional help. You may have to seek help from friends. You might have to turn to religion. Whatever it is you need to do, do it. Because the only person that benefits and a person who benefits the most is you. Yeah. Yeah, no, so. That is yeah. true. That is true. Was there ever a time in your life, and I, I feel like this question is so relevant to today. Hmm. Was there ever a time in your life where you wanted to give up because of lack of funds, <laughs> lack of support, lack of knowledge, you you just in a bad place? Um, what did you do as an individual to bring yourself back up to where you are now? And what advice would you give to the listeners who are listening today who are in that position? Well, girl, there's been so many times I wanted to give up. So, so many... Sometimes it's just a minor inconvenience. Sometimes it might be, you know, oh, someone has got this new role and I'm like, why didn't I get that? I'm better than them. You know, that kind of comparison being the thief of joy. Um, sometimes it's, you know, no, but comparison is the biggest thief of joy, you know. Um, 
But it, there's been various reasons why I wanted to give up. One of the one of the biggest things that hit me was in 2018, December 2018, my dad passed away. And he had been he'd been ill for a long time, but you, you, he went into hospital one day and passed away within 24 hours. It was, you know, a real, a real big shock. Yeah, 28th of December 2018. And even though, you know, as we grow, our parents unfortunately grow, they age, you know, and like I said, he'd been ill for a while. But you are never prepared for death and education. We don't teach about mourning and we don't teach about the feelings that come with, 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 with death, with the passing of someone that you are close to, you know, the feeling of seeing this body, that is still physically there, but nothing of what that person was exists anymore. And the fact that your mind has to, has to understand and process because we're taught to believe what we see you know so for me i'm sitting there I'm, i can see my dad though and i i was with him like an hour ago or an hour and a half ago so my brain is just trying to f- understand how this body that i'm seeing but that's not my dad but i've always based everything on do you know what i mean so anyway so with that situation i had to I'd, I'd never experienced grief to that stage before. You know, I've had people pass away that I weren't incredibly close with or I had been close with, but by the time they passed, we were no longer, you know, that, that kind of thing. So for my dad to pass, it shook me. It shook me to my core, you know? Like, it shook me to my core. And it it, it really made me... What's the word? It made me evaluate the point it was like what is the point of all of this like what is the point of formulating these relationships that aren't lasting but they weren't meant to last we're not we are finite beings you know but it's that res- like, it's the word resolution but it's just basically going through all of that and unpacking it and and listening and crying and staying still staying silent and for me, it was God, you know, for me, there were so many defining moments. So for me, 2019 was the year where I I, I pretty much spent in mourning, but 2019 was the year that I hosted my first corporate event. See, It was the year where I hosted the British Urban Film Festival Awards, you know, like it, it was, it was such a, a, a formative year for me so during that year like I said I really didn't want to give up I I, I, I just couldn't see the point I, I was struggling to understand what the point was what's the point of doing everything but my dad isn't here to see it what's the point of doing everything but eventually we won't be here to see it what's the point of doing it? like there were so many what's the points and for me I do have a relationship I do have a relationship with God and you know I, I was going back to church again yeah. I was doing devotionals again and I just allowed myself time and I really just did whatever I felt like not in a destructive sense because I'm not someone who I, I don't do drugs I've never tried drugs in my life I've never smoked a cigarette in my life um but I do I do toy with alcohol my boyfriend will tell me tell you that he thinks I drink more than him it's not true <laughs> I drink because of him but um you know but I just I did what I felt like so if someone invited me to go somewhere if I felt like it I'd go 
Yeah. I didn't feel like it, I wouldn't. I was not forcing myself to do anything. There will be times when I'd go and see my partner and I would sit there. He'd have the TV on, on mute. So I'm just there crying. I'm not saying a word. I'm just crying, you know. So for me, the way that I got through it all was taking time and just literally taking time and going through it. And with all that I was going through and all the times that I felt to give up, there were still new opportunities coming into my life. And for me, those were kind of the reminders that I needed that you're not stuck here. Your, your, your story does not end here. Yeah. And it was almost like a, if, if you are so attached to your dad, then do it for him. Show that the time, the money, the love, the wisdom he installed in you wasn't for vain. He did not raise you so that when he was not here, you would crumble. That is not what he did this for. So do it for him. Do it because he's still watching. That man, that man is obsessed with his family, boy. He, I know he ain't left us, you know. So well, it's true. That man was obsessed, obsessed with his family. So it, it was it was me kind of grasping that new reality. Like, wait, he didn't spend all this time, all this time with me for me not to be able to cope when he when he wasn't here. You know, and now I'm, I, my focus is is on 100. Like it's dialed past it. You know, my faith in myself is 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 like it's beyond. You know, and I've taken leaps of faith that are paying off. And it's because I, I want to get to the point where I know it's going to sound so pay, but eventually I want to have someone write about me and have a Wikipedia page. There is nothing wrong with that. You know? But the reason being is, you know, in the Wikipedia pages, they always write about the person's parents. Yeah. And you can't write about me without mentioning my dad. Yeah. You know? So and I know that, you know, it's just the internet, but the internet never disappears. Once you put stuff out there, it's there yeah, isn't that's it. it forever. <laughs> it's forever. So it's like, that's my way of almost um, not idolizing, but paying homage to him you know that the success of my career people will have to give him props for 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 creating uh, him and my mum as well but you know for creating this being that is linda e so i can't i I managed to use it as fuel to keep going and to just to keep pushing and i think that's the only advice i can give to people whatever it is you're going through take time time is not your enemy time is your friend yeah because time does heal time makes things clear and time will show you what is important and the reason why i say time heals is with with grief and from my personal experience i went from feeling guilt now firstly i didn't believe it so you i went from denial i went from haziness so i could for like a couple of weeks my memory was really weird and just as I was feeling normal, I'd be like, wait, 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 something sad has happened. Someone has passed away. Who is it? Wait, it's my dad. Like my mind was just, it was really, really weird. Then I went to kind of denial. Then I dealt with guilt. Guilt was the hardest stage for me where I was regretting all the arguments. Why didn't I say this before I walked away? Why, you know, guilt was the hardest. And then there was anger. But for me, anger didn't last too long. But it is a, it's a journey that is a it's an everlasting journey, you know. But with time, whereas it used to be almost like the first thought of everything, it's now found its place to live in what makes who I am, and that was only happened through time. Not that it fades, but 
other things, you know, you learn to laugh again, you learn to have happiness again, you learn to enjoy again, you, you learn to feel guilty about other things, you learn to be angry about other things. And it just kind of not replaces it, but it builds on top of that and you're able to bear it. So that's why I say time is your friend. Time is not your enemy. So just take time and, you know, someone might might take time and be like, no, do you know what? I actually don't want to do this. That's fine too. Do something else. I took a six-month break out of radio years ago. One of the first radio station I was on, it ended up closing down. And I was kind of looking. I wasn't even looking. I kind of was like, nah, okay, maybe we'll leave radio there. You know, like, man. And I was living my best life, going on holidays, raving, you know. And one of my friends was like, Linz, what are you doing? Like, get yourself back on radio now. And, yeah, you know, six months, I was like, yeah, I kind of did. I kind of do miss this, don't I? And then I went back into it. I'm, you know, kind of where I am now. So sometimes you need to take time because it, time just allows clarity. It's such a beautiful thing. If you let it, to be, if you let it be, time is a beautiful thing. So I'd say to anyone who is struggling with feelings of wanting to give up, you know, give it time. If you are spiritual, if you're religious, turn to your beliefs. You know, uh, that's another thing that I definitely say always helps ground me is is the complete belief in 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 the lord but also my belief that i'm entitled to abundance you know i believe that we are all we were born for abundance you know so th- th- you know there's just th- there's basically belief systems that you lean on so when you feel like you have nothing left when there's nothing left in that engine the casing of that engine are those belief systems and that's what will keep you intact and that's what you can fall back on when times are just rough but take your time honestly this this thing this industry it's not going anywhere there are new opportunities being born daily weekly monthly you know and i think timing is such a beautiful thing so i'd say anyone who's thinking about giving up i'm not going to tell you don't give up i'm going to tell you take time take time talk to yourself figure out what it is if you like it you come back if you don't like it then do other things there are so many other courses people can take in life you know um but take time take time so yeah (laughs) oh that's that's really good advice that's yeah, I think people are going to like that one, most definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even I'm like, I was sitting there going, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that part. Mm-hmm. No, watch, I was, I was. <laughs> Finally, Linda E, I want you to plug it like no one's business, okay? <laughs> you ready for this part? Okay. Go on. Finally, tell us where we can find you on all your social medias, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, if you have merchants, merchandise, if you have books, whatever you have, honey, Plug it for us. Jade. All right. So the name is Linda E. So L-I-N-D-A space E. You can find me on Insta. I'm Linda E as in I am Linda E. On Twitter, I'm Linda E. There is a website, www.lindae.co.uk. I currently host a breakfast show Monday and Wednesdays on Pulse 88. But keep an eye out because there are going to be some updates made very soon in regards to things a la radio. You can also catch me on a show called Ethnically Speaking, which is on YouTube. Just type type in Ethnically Speaking and it will come up. 
and yeah just 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 follow me support interact you know we're all trying to grow we're all trying to build the e is the name and you'll be hearing and seeing a lot more of it that's what i like <laughs> linda e i want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast you have been a bundle of knowledge wisdom oh, kindness knowledge. and beauty okay oh, girl, honestly this has been it's been a therapeutic talk you know because i think as much as Firstly, I'm like, wow, you want me to talk? <laughs> what do I know? But it's like, as I'm saying things, I'm listening to myself. I'm like, yes, Linda, remember that. <laughs> You're advising that, but remember to do it yourself, you know? So this has been, it's been, it's been lovely. It's been lovely to sit and talk to you. Honestly, thank you. Thank you for inviting me here, man. It's been a No, you're welcome. I'm always humbled by any guest that takes their time out to spend it with me because time is precious and time goes faster than we acknowledge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Master <laughs> Linda, I want to thank you again for coming on the Us People podcast. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Us People podcast. And please remember, you can subscribe to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and any other platform that you prefer to listen to. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please remember, you can donate to the Us People podcast by simply going to the Savvy Rocks website or going on PayPal.me forward slash Us People podcast. Thank you for listening. Stay happy, stay positive, and as always, please continue to be kind to one another. connections run the world because here's the thing right someone might listen to your podcast and book me from it oh girl firstly also your name is so bloody cool <laughs> also, honestly it's, it's like it's just so it's so rock star it's so like like it, I, people would kind of kill and pay to have that name no, but you know when you think about like famous people, they they take time to bring together a name like that, Sophia Rocks. <laughs>